Another edition of It's Still Real to Me. Everything Zaslow Show 2.0, of course, is presented by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3. If you're involved in any kind of an accident, first you call 911, then you call my guys at Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. They'll treat you like family the same way they've treated me like family since the day since the day Zaslow Show 2.0 was birthed. Anna Jar and Levine, accident attorneys, 800-747-3, My man, Stephen, already getting on at the start. What's up, Stephen? There you go. Glad to have you with us here as we are live on a, a Saturday morning, bright and early. My man, Joey, is over here as well. Hello, Joey. Good morning. How are you? I'm great, man. This is like one of those, it's a, it's a treat because this is a, one of those Saturdays where we get, at least for me, get to feel like what it's like to wake up on the west coast for like a football sunday because as soon as we get done with this show ufc 294 starts oh is that right yes the prelims start at 10 o'clock they are overseas main card at 2 p.m it's all day college football and, and ufc for me after this yeah today's today's a really good sports day so it's a good opportunity as well for me to tell everybody between the college football you got NFL tomorrow. We got Major League Baseball tonight. Yeah, uh, the doubleheader Major League Baseball yesterday. A Texas showdown in the postseason for Major League Baseball. And Bet Online is your number one source for all your baseball wagering info, all the up to the minute stats, news, scores, matchup breakdowns. For the football, you can get all the latest game odds, spreads, totals. It's right at your fingertips with Bet Online's real time updates on stats, news, and odds, and everything you need to stay up to speed on each of the league championship series all the way through the World Series. Head to the BetOnline website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE, and you're going to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. So, We're going to recap the week in the world of pro wrestling. We'll get you set up on all the hottest stories coming up this week as well. Crown Jewel is starting to take shape. We got a lot to get to here. And of course, love having aboard one of our newest sponsors. And that's Matthew H. Mashler, signature real estate finder. Huge pro wrestling fan. One of the founders of BRCW, Boca Raton Championship Wrestling. But if you're looking for your dream home, in any of beautiful South Florida, Matthew H. Mashler, signature real estate finder. He is your trusted real estate broker. We're talking over a decade of experience. Matthew specializes in luxury homes. He is a certified luxury home marketing specialist. If you're looking for your dream home, this should be an exciting experience. You should have fun with it. You know, you want to take out all the stress. And that's why you go to your trusted real estate broker, Matthew H. Mashler, signature real estate finder. And hey, if you're in the business, you want to take your real estate career to the next level, you could join the signature team. The signature real estate companies are South Florida's industry leaders, ranked number one in Boca, one of the tops in all of Florida. So offices all throughout Florida, we're talking Boca, Delray, Parkland, Fort Lauderdale, Palm Beach, Orlando. If you want to get in the business, Matthew H. Mashler, 561-208-3334. If you're buying your dream home, Matthew H. Mashler, 561-208-3334. Or you're just looking 
looking to sell your property, realestatefinder.com. Matt UH Mashler, your pathway to exceptional real estate experiences. Joey, we got a lot to get to here this morning. Thanks to everybody who's hanging out with us on a Saturday morning. This will help get the weekend started. We'll take your we'll take questions. It's a good way. You know, I think this is the is this the third time that we've gone live? Like we're starting to, you know, I'm experimenting a little bit here with Zaslow Show 2.0. And I think doing it's still real to me where I have a partner. It's a good way to experiment with doing the live streams. I think this is the third time that we've gone live. So folks, like if you're going to send in questions or comments or whatever, we like the interaction. And and what else do I need to tell them, Joey? They got to like, you got to rate, you got to comment and, you know, make sure you're subscribed yeah, you're, on the YouTube channel because maybe you got this notification on Twitter, right? Yeah, exactly. If you're if you're watching on the, the Zaslow Show 2.0 Twitter or the Facebook that's great. We appreciate it. But get jump on over to YouTube. It's a lot easier for us to see the comments, first of all. Secondly, uh, we need those likes and subscribes on the YouTube to uh, get us into the algorithm. Let's grow this thing so we can do more live stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. So, we got some fun stuff to get to today. First, I want to say, though, Royal Rumble tickets went on sale this week. And... Royal Rumble is January 27th. It's a Saturday night, end of January. St. Petersburg, Tropicana Field, home of the Tampa Bay Rays. And, you know, the pre-sale went on sale Wednesday. And, you know, the way this goes now, I, I don't know if you know, I'm a ticket ninja, all right? I get all the passcodes. I get all the pre-sales. I never get locked out of any kind of, you know, concert or whatever, you know, event is going on. I'm ticket ninja. I laugh at pre-sale codes. I get them all, all right? And, and it's funny the way it works because if the way the concert event industry goes now, if you're not in on the pre-sale, like there's no such thing as a general on-sale anymore. The pre-sale is the on-sale. If you don't have the pre-sale, you're completely fucked. So pre-sale began on Wednesday. This show, and the regular on-sale was yesterday. I don't know if you've checked. It is almost sold out, Royal Rumble. Almost completely sold out Tropicana field. Like the only tickets that are left are the super expensive tickets on the floor, which are like a thousand to $2,000 a piece. Tremendous. It looks like tremendous ticket reaction over the first few days of Royal rumble. Did you consider buying tickets? Cause we're, we're going to try and get credentialed, right? That's our plan. Yeah. I think that makes sense. I mean, when you have a big time, professional wrestling podcast like it's still real to me it, it, it makes sense that they would you know they would probably reach out to us and say please it's still real to me zaslo can you bring your partner can you bring him up can we do something here because we need you guys for the little bit of the bump i didn't even think to look but i'm not shocked that the tickets went that fast you have specifically talked about how central florida is a is an incredible wrestling uh area so it's not shocking Great to me at all that Royal Rumble. Yep. And and look, Rumble's the number two event. In some people's eyes, Rumble's the number one event. Mania is maybe the most important event, but Rumble's the funnest event for a lot of people. And Roman's been gone. We got to figure out what's going to happen with Roman. I think a lot of people are anticipating that this year's Rumble is going to be huge. So that's not, not shocking to me. So I've been to two Royal Rumbles. But neither – have you ever been to Royal Rumble? No. I've been to two Royal Rumbles. I went in 1991, Hulk Hogan won. And that was the one – that was the famous – it was the Gulf War. And that was where 
Macho Man cost Ultimate Warrior the title, and Sergeant Slaughter won the championship. That which which was amazing because you have to remember the times back in 1991. I'm 10 years old, but back in 1991, this was for the entirety of WWE at that point, the WrestleMania era. There was no such thing really as a heel champion. You know, like Macho Man won the title at WrestleMania 4 and he became heel during the feud with the Mega Powers, but there was no such thing as a heel winning the championship. So Slaughter won that championship and it was like a fucking shock. All right. So I was at that one in 1991 and I also went in 2016, the only Royal Rumble where the championship was defended. You know, Ric Flair won the title because the title was vacant and the Royal Rumble was for the title in 1992. But Roman Reigns in 2016 had to defend the title in the Royal Rumble. He was the number one entrant and he ended up losing to Triple H, which set up their WrestleMania match at WrestleMania 32. So I've been to two Royal Rumbles. I bought tickets on Wednesday. So I'm going with my son. I'm taking my son, Jordan. He, yesterday was his birthday. So as a birthday gift, I got tickets, me and Jordan. I I got in on Wednesday at the pre-sale. It was a little bit of a mess, the pre-sale, as you would imagine, you know, but I managed to get through. I think I got, I've never been to Tropicana Field. I know it's supposed to be a dump, but I got what, the key with these huge stadium shows like WrestleMania, now like Royal Rumble, you got to find the value. All right, you got to find the tickets. You got to find the section where there's good value. And I I think I got pretty good value. We got club seats. We're like fifth row club. And, and the setup is great because you would expect the ring would normally be, you would think the ring would be like shallow center field, right? So if you're sitting behind home plate, wherever you are, it's like really far. The ring is set up on the pitcher's mound. So if you're sitting behind the plate, wherever you are, wherever your seats are, the ring is not that far. So it's a pretty money setup. Like I said, we got club seats. We're on like the uh, third baseline. I think we got great seats. I'm I'm super pumped. I think it's going to be a fun show. I've never seen Royal Rumble in a stadium, so I'm super excited, man. Yeah, and I think um, I think we're both pretty pumped for this year's Rumble. And I, and, I, and correct me if I'm wrong. I think we're both at this point pretty um convinced that we know who's going to win the rumble and i believe we both think that that's gunther well yeah i i think i think gunther's the guy right now we're still three months away you know right now i think gunther's the guy but the whole key is what do you do with the intercontinental title like is he still the intercontinental champion as he wins it or do they want to get him to WrestleMania to defend the Intercontinental title. So it's a little bit murky, but yeah, I think Gunther is the guy. Otherwise, I know, like, for instance, at Bet Online, the odds on favorites right now are LA Knight and The Rock. I don't, I mean, LA Knight makes right. sense. I don't know about The Rock. So I'm, I'm excited, man. I got tickets for Royal Rumble. We're looking forward to that. That's going to be the end of January. Like I said, the the bet online Royal Rumble odds are out that it's LA Knight and The Rock that are right now the odds on favorite. We both think it's Gunther. I don't really know who I would pick for the women right now. We're still a long ways out. Uh, my my initial thought would be Jade Cargill, 
we'll get to that coming up. But let's let's start things out here with AEW. All right. And then we'll get to the meat of WWE and everything that took place with SmackDown last night. So you sent me a message a few days ago, or you sent me a tweet from a few days ago with all the different storylines that MJF is involved in right now, right? Yep. Well, actually, and it, it wasn't even all of them. It was it was a handful of them, and it didn't even include Adam Cole and and uh, and Roderick Strong's stuff because Adam Cole technically is sort of out of the picture while he's getting his surgery. I'll tell you, they really lost a lot of steam with the Adam Cole MJF stuff because of this injury. Like it, it feels like that's so far on the back burner. All the MJF Adam Cole stuff now. I, you know what? I think though that they've done a pretty brilliant job of keeping Adam Cole relevant, keeping the kingdom and Roderick strong part of it, especially if like they're the vignette. So they've been doing these vignettes at Roderick strong's house where that just get weirder and weirder, you know, where Roderick strong won't let Adam Cole leave because he's guilting him because he's trying to make Adam Cole prove that he's still his friend. And and you saw what he said this week with Roderick Strong said, I know how to get my friend back. I have to be nice to Max. Well, you know what, you know what I've noticed, which is which is an interesting turn for AEW. So you have the you have the MJF. I mean, excuse me. You have the Adam Cole Roderick Strong stuff. And then you also have these vignettes they've been doing with MJF and with the acclaimed, right? It wasn't too long ago where a major difference between WWE and AEW is AEW didn't do any of the comedy sketches. That right. was a very WWE thing. You know, how WWE, especially WWE Raw, was more like a variety show, you know? And AEW now does these comedy sketches, which I guess maybe really started with MJF and Adam Cole at the start of their friendship, you know, going back like four or five months ago, whatever it was. But... Used AEW used to be the serious no backstage vignette wrestling show. I don't know. I, I don't know about that. I mean, they they got nominated for a Tony for the Jericho uh MJF thing, right? Didn't they? Or something like that. Like that, that wasn't serious. And mm. and to be honest, like I've said this before, a, I give a lot of credit to the rise of AEW to being the elite, the YouTube show. And that thing was all gimmicks and and like sketches and stuff and now you're seeing it even with this mjf thing right stuff from being the elite is making its way onto AEW tv so i give them a lot of credit too for influencing the way AEW's programming has become because now you have the thing two weeks ago or three weeks ago that mjf said to kenny omega 26 days bitch yeah like and that. then and then now now this week on dynamite 13 days bitch right like so that. now you see it, it; it's like influencing it. But um, they've done stuff. But yeah, it's, it's becoming more and more with the with you know, and now with Christian and and Nick Wayne and that thing, like they're doing more of that stuff backstage. But it's fun; they're really good at it. Can I tell you, I I don't like the the Max Caster MJF stuff. I think it's weird. I don't like it. It's it it, it is. I just it, I, I don't get it, and I don't know. Maybe does it well, does Max it weigh on Max me that Caster, Andy, does it Max- weigh on me that Anthony Bowens is the one who's actually gay, but it's Max Caster? No, Max Caster's gay. No, it's 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 the other one is. Anthony yeah, Bowens both are. is. 
They no, they're fight. not. No, they're not. What? Why? Wh- I'm I'm fairly certain Max Caster's no, gay. No, Anthony why? Bowens is gay. How, but what? I, I'm pretty sure I've like read and seen that he's gay. Like I, I don't think I, I'm not talking about like storyline. I, I think he's gay. I know you're not talking storyline. Anthony Bowens is an actual gay man. Max Caster is not. I know that Anthony Bowens is actually gay. I, obviously, I know that we've talked about it. We talked. I mean, of course, that's very very well publicized. But I think Max. I don't think they would like do this storyline where Max Caster is a straight guy trying to stalk and flirt with MJF in that way. I don't think they would. I mean, maybe I'm missing something here. Well, maybe, maybe that's why it's weird to me because I don't think Max Caster is gay. Like I'm, I thought I'm, he I'm, look, I'm looking it up now, you know, while we're doing this in real time, I I'm fairly certain he's not. But do we, like, do we know that? See, I'm looking here, uh, although many people assume that Caster is gay, the 32-year-old has not opened up about his sexuality. Why do people assume Caster is gay? A lot of people speculate. I'm just reading here. Right. Uh, it, it stems from the fact his partner, Bowen, is a proud member of the LGBTQ community. What did you, what did you have to – like, Joey, if Anthony Bowens is so out and gay, wouldn't we know that Max Caster is also out and gay? Maybe, but the thing is, is like this storyline, again, this has this has stemmed from, this isn't just like a storyline that AEW just randomly popped on TV because they thought about it. Max Caster has been tweeting at MJF for like, for like a year. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Like pictures of MJF. Like I want him, like th- these like weird, like flirty, like types of pictures. This was never going to be just like an on TV storyline. This is just something Max Caster has been doing. And it could be that he's just like a straight guy messing with his buddy. That's what I think it is. But I don't know if that's what it is. I mean, I don't know how serious it is either, but I, I, to me, I don't know. I, I could be wrong, but I don't know that there's like any information to say that he's not gay. He could be gay. I think you're wrong. Yeah, but how, but. But but for what reason other than Anthony Bowens is gay? Like the reason you're saying I'm wrong, and 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 you could be right. But the reason you think he's not gay is because Anthony Bowens is gay. That doesn't mean Max Caster's not no, gay. That's yeah. That's not that's not why. I mean the the reason is because it's a known thing that Anthony Bowens is gay, and if his tag team partner also was, I think we would know. And you and I are having this conversation, well, although you, you happen to think that that he is, and I think he's not. I was going to say, you and I are having a conversation wondering if he is. I don't think we'd have to wonder if he were. I think we would know. And, yeah, I like that. that's not odd to you that just randomly, like, they put two gay guys together then to be a tag team? Like, well, that's kind of weird did, if that were the case. Well, did they did they randomly put them together or did they choose to be a tag? Like, you know how AEW is. These guys might have just chose to be a tag team. They're, right. I mean, yeah, they may. I, I don't, that's true. I, I don't know that. I don't know. I could be totally, I could have totally misread it and all of this stuff. And maybe I'm wrong, but I just, I don't know that there's ever been anything publicly that he is or isn't gay. So I just assumed he was based on his tweets and what they're doing. It's funny. Like, I, I didn't, just, I just assumed that he's not. <laughs> yeah. But I, look, I didn't think in 2023, particularly because his his tag team partner is a gay man oh, very openly mm-hmm. that they would have a straight guy going after another like 
like pretending to be gay. And that's the part that's we that's the part I'm struggling with. That's the part no, that's weird. I get why no no and I get why you're struggling with that because you assumed he was straight. I wasn't struggling with it because I assumed he was gay. That's right. where the disconnect is. But here's so here's the thing. Okay. So now I'm wondering, okay, would it have made more sense then? Let's say he's not gay. Would it have made more sense then for Anthony Bowens to do it because he is gay? But then it becomes like this weird homosexual trope, you know, where Well, that's what I that was what I was struggling with because I thought that Max Caster was gay and it was a weird homosexual trope. But now it's just weird because he's not gay. Like now it's all I mean, there's weird on both sides. Yeah, no, it's it would be weird on both sides. It would make it awkward if he's not gay, which is the which is the part that I'm having that I'm struggling with when it comes to this storyline. But it would almost be it would almost be offensive if he were gay and he's just going after and stalking another man who is clearly not gay and doesn't want any kind of sexual advances because that's not the way he rolls. And I don't think that's very progressive from anyone if that's the storyline that they'd be chasing. Yeah, the whole thing is weird. Now, assuming he is straight, and I would totally miss this, and I and I just assumed he was gay because of the tweets and all that, are we positive now that the storyline is that he's gay? Or are we just... Is he just an awkward guy looking to be friends with the champion? I th- that's what I think it is. I think he's an awkward guy who just really wants to be friends with the champion. Yeah. He's an awkward guy who really wants to be friends with the champion, but also is a great battle rapper and has all the confidence in the world to come out to the ring rapping. It's a very strange uh, conundrum there. Yeah. He's like, I- he can come out and he can rap and he can make fun of and talk shit to everybody, but then he gets all... He gets all awkward around MJF. That's a weird story. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm struggling with this story. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 now I understand why you're struggling. I wasn't until now, but that's, and, uh, and let me, and let me ask you something like, like, which would be, which is the stranger angle to have Max Caster, a straight man trying, like having a crush on MJF or Max Caster, a homosexual man trying to like, you know, have a trying to 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 stalk a heterosexual man. Like, which is the stranger story? Because I so think here's, the latter he, is the stranger story. Here's why I didn't think it was weird. When when I thought he was gay, here's why I didn't think it was weird. I think they're friends in real life, mm-hmm. and I thought he was gay, but and he just made these jokes to MJF just to rib him online, which I don't think is weird. Straight or like, you know. A straight guy making those jokes publicly, it's a little weird. A gay, if you have a friend, like if 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 I'm gay and I'm just making jokes to you like, oh, Zaz, hey, Zaz, whatever on Twitter, but we're friends and we get, we're in on the joke, mm-hmm. that's not that weird. Right. And then if we're in on the joke on TV, it's also not that weird. Right. But putting it on television for millions of people to watch and having this stigma that gay men are still going to try and get with non-gay guys, that's not exactly a great angle to take. Um... Like that, like, mean, like that's a very caveman, uh, uh, lot way of thinking that all gay men want to hit on you, even if you're not gay, and that would yeah. Be but he's not hitting. He's, but I don't think that's that. I don't know that 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 I would have assumed that either because he's not like I think walking some around. Could assume it, right? I guess, but like he's not walking around the whole roster just hitting on dudes. He has a very specific guy, you know. Right. 
I mean, um, you and I are progressive enough to realize that that is not what happens. Not all gay men want to have sex with all men, whether they're gay or not. But there are plenty of, of cavemen who watch wrestling who will look at that and be like, wow, you see, this is why I don't like gay dudes. They're always going to want to fuck me. You know, yeah. and so I, I, I think that that's the worst storyline. It's what it's one of the reasons why. Yeah, I, I think he's heterosexual. Yeah, I, I guess he is. I, I, I don't know that there's any real public information to one way or the other. Well, yeah, it's weird. Like I Google it and it seems to be very ambiguous. Like no one seems to know. Yeah, and the only people who are, have are discussing it on the internet are like random bloggers who don't know, probably know shit anyways. So, um, I mean, look, I guess what would help. And 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 this is where I will say this is another place where AEW tends to get themselves in tr- not in trouble like actual trouble but storyline trouble because they take these things that happen on Twitter or on being the elite and then they just shove them into a storyline on TV. Ninety nine percent of people are not watching or not following Max Caster and MJF on Twitter or they're not watching being the elite. So now like. I've seen all the tweets and I've seen all the stuff with MJF and Max Caster. And I know that there's a, there's a long backstory to what's going on here, mm-hmm. but I now know. people are just like, why is Max Caster massaging MJF on TV? What's right. happening? Here? Like no one, there's not really like, they don't explain the backstory of it. They just throw it on there. Yeah. So like I'm, I'm on Max Caster's Instagram here and man, like he, he seems to keep the personal life really close to the vest because there is nothing here outside of everything being wrestling related. Yeah. Hey, he's living the gimmick. Yeah. He's k- keeping kayfabe alive. Good for him. Yeah. But can I just, but uh, outside of this, mm-hmm. I just want to say like, I have a question in, in all the years that you've watched wrestling, mm-hmm. we know that the everyone's goal like is to be the champion. As long, as long as I can remember, I don't remember the last time. When was the last time that a champion in any company had more than one feud at a time? Like, what's happening now with MJF is is crazy. Like, he is an absolute workhorse in terms of storylines in the company. He's got, well, he's got this weird thing with the acclaimed. Yep. He's obviously fighting Jay White. He's also going to fight Juice Robinson, who won the Dynamite Diamond Ring Battle Royal. Yep. So he's got this whole thing with Bullet Club Gold. He has Adam Cole and the Kingdom. Now that Roddy's going to come back and be and on now, TV. and, and now, now he's, he's got Wardlow. Got, yeah, he's got Wardlow coming after him too. It's so it's it, but it's awesome. It's cool. Like, I don't. Yeah, it's cool. I don't remember a, a situation. And but you know what? That's kind of how it should be, right? Like just because there are multiple belts to go after doesn't mean everyone shouldn't be going after the champ. Everyone should be gunning for the champ. He yeah. is the champion, yep. and he and he's you know what? He's twenty six years old. He should be on every show, and he should be flying everywhere, and he should be doing everything. Yep. He's awesome. It, it's really great. It's really, really good. And you know what I think is going to happen, by the way? And you know, I think they're going to tie a lot of this together. They've been talking about, they've been saying, you know, the Jay White's whole thing is like, you don't have any friends right now. Adam Cole's hurt. You don't have any friends. And I think the acclaim want to be his friends and he doesn't want them. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I like that. And... I think the kingdom are going to come back and they're going to try to be his friends because they want to get on Adam Cole's good side. And I think we're going to get kingdom versus the acclaimed to see who gets to be MJF's friends and help him against the bullet club. But I like the idea of the acclaimed of, of him needing the acclaimed, even though he's got this uncomfortable relationship with Max Caster. I like the idea that they're going to help him. 
I think that's yeah. cool. I, like I think that. it, I think he kind of said, I think the, I don't remember exactly, but I think Caster said that to MJF this week on, on dynamite. And then MJF walked away again. And Billy Gunn was just like, you're trying too hard, man. You're trying too hard. No, but, he walked away. And Billy goes, man, he's such a scumbag. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I mean, I think, um, but the kingdom will be involved in this though. Like I think Roderick Strong's going to come back, try to get on MJF's good side until Adam Cole comes back. And so they'll be, it, there's going to be a whole, all these guys are all going to get involved with each other in some way. Maybe it'll be the kingdom versus bullet club gold to prove their worth to MJF, like something like that. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know. I honestly, I love that Wardlow's involved now because he's awesome, but I don't know where he fits into all of it. Cause there are so many people involved with MJF. Uh, you, you're not happy with uh, something. That oh, and then the Kenny Omega thing. I mean, and he's still going to fight Kenny Omega in like a week or two. So, so you're not happy with some of that happened with Christian Cage this week, right? I didn't like the segment. I thought it was, I, I love the backstage <laughs> thing with Nick Wayne, the Nick Wayne and his mom. I thought it was terrible. Yeah. I, was... I, I, yeah, I, I didn't think it was good. I, I have also, a hard time with Nick Wayne. I, I don't the know. O- the only thing I like about it is that they haven't given, they don't refer to Nick Wayne's mom by her name. They just call her Nick Wayne's mom, which I like. That's I think funny. that's funny. They've never actually said Nick Wayne's mom and whatever her name is. What it's did a- Christian mean when he said to her, you should have picked up the phone. I don't really. I'm sure there's something that is. I'm sure that's a reference to something. I'm sure it is. Yeah. May or oh, I I think that might be a reference to uh, Christian trying to like get with his mom. Okay. <laughs> I think that might be what it is. Okay. Maybe. Because then if if Christian got with his mom, then she would still be on Christian's good side, and then you know, so she'd be on Nick Wayne's good side. Okay. But I do I, I do like that Christian is now his father. I wish they would just come out and say that he's his father instead of giving him guidance. I wish you would just say that he is his father. Well, he did. He did. He did. He said he's his father. Well, he said in his promo last week to Edge, he said, the problem is you tried to be their leader. I am not their leader. I am their father. Okay. He said that about Luchasaurus and Nick Wayne. So he said, I'm their father. That's good. Which I mean, I love the gimmick. You know, everyone loves the gimmick. Christian is. It's good. That segment specifically was a little too much. I was just like, uh, this, it was like kind of cringy. You know what I didn't like this week? I thought Edge's sit down with Renee Paquette was fucking terrible. I thought it was terrible. And and I mainly thought it was terrible because Edge, like Edge comes off as an idiot where he's still on Christian's side and he's he's not going to fight him. And he is he is waiting for when Luchasaurus is going to turn his back on Christian. And then he's going to be there to help pick him up. Like, is Edge not seeing everything that's happening here and that Christian's a real piece of shit? Like, I I thought Edge came off like a huge dork. Yeah, I think, I think that's partly by design just because like, I think it's one of these things where they have to build Edge, like he, he, they have to build his frustration level with Christian to where they have a match. Like, I think right now the thing is he's still my best friend. He's still my kids. You know, he's Uncle Jay. And I but believe in him. What about all of Christian's actions would make him believe that Luchasaurus and Nick Wayne are going to turn on him? Oh, it, it has nothing to do with those two guys. It has to do with he's still referencing the Judgment Day. He's saying, I, I've seen it. Like, I, he's like, I know it's going to happen. It doesn't seem like it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. And eventually... Maybe it will happen, but I think it's more just like 
he's going to, I believe in Christian. I believe in Christian. I believe in Christian until he snaps. And now they have to fight because it's yeah, got to be leading I, to I, them I, fighting. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually. I, I just, I, I thought it was lame. I thought, I thought edge comes off like a huge door. I think they're, I, you know what? I think they should get to the Christian match sooner than later. Cause the momentum's already wearing off. Like I, it's, I, I I don't even to be honest. Maybe it was a graphic. Maybe somebody made a fake graphic because I don't. I have a hard time believing that tonight on Collision, Edge is fighting Minoru Suzuki. Like I yeah, can't, I saw I, I, I saw that here in our show notes. Like I didn't even know anything about that. But I I I've seen it floating around Twitter, and I hope I'm wrong. And maybe I got got because I have gotten got recently because that's just all people do now is fake shit, mm-hmm. like fake graphics and stuff. But if Edge is fighting Minoru Suzuki on Collision, like. What, what is this? What we that's what you brought Edge in for? Mm-hmm. I know that AEW fans love Minoru Suzuki, but it's like the hardcores, the ones who will watch anything, the ones that are freaking out right now. Then Sinkara is in AEW, freaking out that Sinkara. Like, have you seen this? No, nope. his name is Mystico. Like, that's his Lucha name. That. He wrestled last night, or he met on Rampage, I believe. He and all everyone's talking about, look at what. WWE could if they would have given him a chance and this is what great look at how great he is he's they would have given him a chance what <laughs> I mean everyone's freaking out that's like you I'm see like, Smackdown last night there wasn't an empty seat in the building if, if, if they gave if they gave Sin Cara a chance I just it the thing with a I, I still it's like Tony Khan for to me it's like he can't get out of his own way with the booking decisions where it's like he's still he's still booking the show that he wanted to see as a teenager Instead of like allowing and promote, he should be going, he should be promoting the shit out of all of the MJF stuff. He should be promoting the Bullet Club. He should be, pr- instead, I'm announcing a dream match on Rampage for Collision. Brian Danielson versus Andrade. Awesome. So that's your that's your comeback to WWE announcing Roman Reigns versus LA Knight is Brian Danielson versus Andrade. No one cares. There's I'm not gotta, watching Collision because of that. There's got to be a part of Edge where, and I know a lot to do. A lot is made of the crowds at the AEW shows, but there's got to be a part of Edge where it's like, man, you know, SmackDown last night, and it can't be by accident how many times WWE shows the wide shot of oh, no, that arena sure. last night. I mean, it was it was a legit sellout. Fourteen thousand people packed to the gills and at AEW, i mean sting's making his retirement announcement to an a completely empty side of mm-hmm. the arena yep like that's there's got to be a part of edge where it's like man uh, this like do you think edge knew this going in that <sighs> he must have had an idea I, I don't know man but it's yeah it's hard to watch i mean i think it's easy to get captivated by Wembley Stadium and all that stuff, but yep. But man, man that was a that was a quite an anomaly, and that was also because the UK doesn't get shows that often, so of course they're going to come out. Yeah. And they're rabid fans. Um, the Sting thing, I thought Sting's promo was weird too, man. It didn't. It I I thought it fell a bit flat. If I gotta be honest with you, well, Sting in AEW has done absolutely zero for me. Like from the beginning of his run in AEW, I, like I see people tweeting like, um. I feel so bad that Sting has to announce his retirement in front of this crowd. I don't. He should have retired 20 years ago. I mean, he's 70 years old. Like, 
he doesn't 64. need whatever he he just he doesn't need to why and also why is he going on a retire it's like a retirement tour until revolution no man just retire like he he's not entertaining who's going to be the final match you think it's probably going to be him and darby doing something i would yeah. guess I, I mean i don't know man i don't know there, i don't want to see a sting singles match right like a retirement match should have some type of legacy behind it. And the last thing you need is Sting going one-on-one against anybody. He can't yeah. do a match. Yeah. He's 64 years old. Yeah. I-, I thought the promo fell very flat. You know, the one thing for certain, you know what Sting is, nothing's for certain. This is certain. And like, like there was no reaction. And I, I thought it fell very flat. It's It's not... It's, it's the, it's this whole, it's this still, it's the issue I've, I've had with AEW from the beginning, which is they have so much good stuff. They have so much good stuff. And, and I'm going to keep mentioning MJF because he's incredible. He's arguably the best in all of the, in the entire sport right now. And that's including Roman Reigns. But if AEW was this big company and they really knew what they were doing, MJF would be a crossover star already. Like he would be a mainstream known person. He's that good. And he is carrying really the like half of both shows on his back as a 26 year old. Like this guy should be a megastar, but we're giving 10 minutes of mic time in a two hour show to a 64 year old to announce that he's wrestling in six months. All right. So let's, that's, it's like, come on. All right. So it's a good place for us to cross over here to WWE so Jade Cargill this week, Jade Cargill was face-to-face with Becky Lynch. Yep. So she was face-to-face with Charlotte. She was face-to-face with Becky Lynch now. And yeah, which, of course, she's staring at that NXT title on her shoulder. They are, it, it feels, and by the way, with Bianca returning last night, WWE, the women's division, feels like, you're getting the addition of Jade. You're getting the addition of Bianca. It feels like they're getting a major boost lately. That women's division. Yeah, and Jade also tweet or she uh, she posted a picture either on Instagram or Twitter uh, at I think WWE headquarters in front of like red and black and yeah. like like basically teasing that she was going to Raw. But they're doing a good job of like not really letting you know what's going to happen with her yeah. right now. Yeah. So so last and night not, and by the way, not just that part of the injection for the women's division, right? But also a fatal five-way at Crown Jewel for Rhea. Yeah, so what do we know about Crown Jewel so far? It's Rhea defending in a fatal five-way against Raquel Rodriguez. Nia Jax. Nia Jax. Baszler and what's her name? Um, Trisha's partner. Oh, uh, Zoe Stark. Zoe Stark. Stark. Okay, all right, that's going to be awesome, but it's cool. I mean, Rhea's going to win. I think she's going to lose. What? Really? I just have this feeling that Nia Jax is going to win. No, no, Rhea wins. I, They're I finally have... dedicated to her fighting and having feuds. I, there's some, I have this weird feeling Nia's going to win. I mean, if she were to lose, this is the way, I guess, because you could easily get out of it without her taking the pin. But right. isn't it so much more meaningful for whoever takes the belt from her to actually pin her? Yes. No, I don't know. I mean, to be honest, the run has been bad. So, like, but it feels like it's getting a second win now, right? But I think, like, I, I, I think, sort of, like, if she was to lose here, and even if she wasn't pinned, 
you could just like look now she's been a champion and you, this run is just forgetful and then 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 the next run is the is the great run like they have sort of ruined not a run with the like the judgment day stuff's been good but like her run as champion has been very forgettable mm-hmm. so if you just take the belt off of her now people will kind of just forget that she was the champion and she'll still be a badass no, she could work winning. her way back to the title i think she's winning and we also imagine because- if nia Jax wins and then Jade Cargill comes out. No, but I hate, you know, I hate that shit where the new person debuts and is immediately thrust into title contention. I hate that shit. But the way they're building her face to face with Charlotte, face to face with Becky. Good, but you still got to win me- a few matches before meeting, you get a title shot. <laughs> meeting with Triple H, meeting with Shawn Michaels, all this stuff. Where do you go with her? Have her win a few matches first. Against who? Anyone. Anyone. Win a few matches first. Yeah. Like establish that you're in title contention. It was like John Cena last week where he wasn't going to challenge Roman Reigns because he said he hadn't earned it. She hasn't earned shit. Uh, yeah, John Cena is uh, a huge name. It, it, you know, you don't just get thrust unless your name's Goldberg. You don't get a title shot immediately when you show up. You know, Goldberg does get title shots. Uh, by the way, how about this? So I was watching NXT this week and all of us thought when they copyrighted the name Jada Parker that they were going to change Jade's name to Jada Parker. That's one of the wrestlers in yeah. the, breakout the breakout tournament. tournament. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. stupid. We all yeah. thought that that was going to be a name that they were going to give Jade Cargill. That's so just, definitely that never is... under consideration <laughs> to change her name. It's the internet just doing what the internet does. So stupid. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So judgment day wins back. The t- oh, oh, so what else do we know for crown jewel? We got the five way for the world championship, women's world championship. And we have, Logan Paul versus Rey Mysterio for the U.S. title. Logan Paul is going to win. He's going to pro- win that U.S. title. Logan's promo on SmackDown, this guy's good. Yeah, he's Bra- amazing. Uh, but the promo, though, like, we know how good he is in the ring. That promo he cut on SmackDown was he's awesome. awesome. He's That's awesome. better than most of the roster can do. Yep, he's awesome. Well, the it whole, would make like, sense. I mean, shit, he's, 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 on, like, he's in front of a microphone every day. He should, I, he should be a good promo. I know, but sometimes guys like that, even when they're in front of a mic every day, can come off a little cringy. I didn't cringe. Like this was, this was. I don't know if it was written or off the top. Either way, it was very good. It shows two weeks from today. He yep. is going to win, and and the main event we know is they're they're giving it to us, man. Roman Reigns versus L.A. Knight. Yep. L.A. Knight is not winning that title in Riyadh. That's for sure. So I, I just wonder where they go from there. After Roman beats LA Knight. Well, by the way, to your point about Bet Online's odds being LA Knight with as a leader, he, he's gonna lose to Roman. So it would make sense for him to potentially win the Rumble to get him back towards the top of the card again. Because imagine like, you else? get Cody and LA Knight in the Rumble last two. That'd be good. Yeah, that would be crazy. That'd be good. Um with Roman, I, I don't know. I I mean, I guess you gotta do something at Survivor series, right? Doesn't he have to fight it? For, but like, it's got to be like a bloodline. Yeah, it it's going to be. It yeah, seems like now. we're headed toward Jay versus Jimmy. I mean, with Jay showing up last night, which leads me to exactly what I thought. We are 1000% getting war games. Adam Pierce's crew versus Nick Aldis' crew. That is a but done I, deal. Yeah, but I, you know what? I think Nick Aldis's crew might be the bloodline. Yeah, maybe he's trying to win. Yeah, I think that's what it is because... Adam Pierce's crew is definitely going to be Jay, uh, Cody. Well, I don't know who their crew is now. Because KO's gone. KO's on SmackDown. Sammy looks like he's turning heel potentially. Can you imagine Sammy helping the bloodline again in a War Games match? 
I don't know. Yeah, interesting. I guess I guess Pierce's crew could be Judgment Day. Yeah, I I think Judgment Day is in War Games, but I thought we were going to get a raw version of of War Games. So maybe like I originally thought we were going to get a, a traditional Survivor Series match, Adam Pierce's crew versus we could, Nick Aldis's crew. We could get both. But we could, but Adam Pierce when he was kicked out of the arena, he told Nick Aldis let the, let the games, games begin. Yeah. I mean, it feels like we're getting war games then. But can we get both, right? Yeah, but it feels like Adam Pierce versus Nick Aldis. Oh, you, oh, I see what you're saying. Like the Raw versus SmackDown will be war games, right? That's right, right, what right. it feels like based on him saying that. But yeah. we're definitely getting Adam Pierce versus Nick Aldis, which I called from the get go. And now that's 100% happening. It's yeah. just, it just depends on how they decide to actually set it up. So, yep. yeah. By the way, on the Logan Ray thing, um, you saw last night they 100% planted the seeds for LWO to turn on Ray. 100%. Yeah, that he didn't want their help. Family stays yeah, together. Yeah. Like, I'm going to do it on my own, that kind of deal. Yep. And you saw and you saw the way Santos looked at him when he walked away. Yeah. yeah. Santos basically looked at him like, I don't know about it. Like, he wasn't there to help Santos. It was Carlito who helped him. And then he said he wanted to be on his own. He's going to lose the title. They're going to say, if you wouldn't have, if you would have wanted our help, you know, whatever. I would imagine this is how they set up Carlito to be the heel because you the got heel the L- leader of LWO. Yeah, because you got the LWO that's like about to turn on Ray and Carlito comes down to help Ray and like tr- kind of squash things and calm everything down. And he's the one who actually lays the fatal yeah. blow on Ray. And he is the leader. He's the, I mean, I don't know. Santos has always been the leader of that group, but Carlito's obviously a bigger name. Uh, and Carlito ends up being, you know, in the group. But to answer your question from last week, is Carlito in the LWO? He came out this week wearing the LWO shirt. He helped Santos. So I, yeah. I guess he is. Yeah. We didn't know. Remember, because when he had the thing with Bobby last week, he wasn't wearing the shirt and he was by himself. So we didn't really know if he was actually in the LWO. So mm-hmm. obviously this means he is. Yeah. Uh, you got to, you got anything else from WWE this week that you want to get to? Um, no, I think we just covered it. I think we got it all. All right. Let's do some big dirt, not big dirt here today. Go ahead. What do we got? Give me one second. The phone just froze up. Let me pull this back up. I thought SmackDown was really good last night too. I, I, I liked, uh, I thought it was cool that Bianca showed up. I wasn't thinking about it. All of a sudden her music, it's like, Oh, cool. So it was a surprise. Thought she looked fantastic, obviously. And, uh, yeah, I love her. All right. I'm going to try to remember it as best I can because my phone is completely frozen. So, I don't know if you saw this. This was going around, but this speaks to the crowds at AEW. Mm-hmm. Big Show was at an OVW event this week. Really? And, and was promoting AEW at the Yum Yum. I think it's what it's called in Kentucky. The KFC Yum Center. What, yeah. yeah, whatever. Was promoting AEW and a buy one, get one free ticket special. Yeah, I saw last week they like reduced their prices to like $10 a ticket to try and fill the place up. Yeah, I think it's big dirt, man. I think AEW is in – they should not be playing arenas. They should be in much smaller venues. They should be in, like, college basketball camp, you know, campus arenas. They should be in theaters, that type of deal. I think it's a really bad look. I think it's super bad press. I mean, look, one of the things that drew me to AEW was how hot the crowd was at those shows. And now all I see online are, you know, the pictures of empty buildings, and it's a terrible look. So I'm going big dirt. Um, so we've been wondering about this for a while. Um, by the way, I am just mem- remembering this as much as I can. That uh, when about a return, right? So it has been apparently it's been approved. Mer- new merch has been approved, and a social media push has been approved for the return of Randy Orton. 
We're thinking around Survivor Series. Yeah, this is big dirt. I saw this yesterday. I'm really excited about it. I've missed that guy. I was I was never a I loved the legend killer gimmick. I think it's his best gimmick. But outside of the early days where he was the legend killer, I was never a big Randy Orton guy. But this last part of his career, really the last six, seven, eight years, uh He's he's incredible. I just love the transformation. I love us being able to see how much he has grown all these years where he was really this spoiled brat. He was a total asshole who would get in trouble and admittedly now was really disrespectful as a professional wrestler. And now he, he really is a leader in that locker room. Like I loved the time where he told, who was it? When, when Darren Young first came out as openly gay and Young Randy Orton would have done this. This Randy Orton pulled him aside and said, if anyone gives you any trouble, you come to me first. Like that kind of shit. Uh, I miss that guy. I'm glad he's going to be back, man. So yeah, it's big dirt. All right, last one real quick. I'll skip to my last one. Tonight, we're recording Saturday morning. WWE superstar, Baboni, hosting and musical guest of Saturday Night Live. Wow. Big enough dirt to watch. Wow, no, not big enough dirt to watch. It's way past my bedtime, Saturday Night Live. <laughs> it's so late, but that's big dirt, especially because this week they released the new version of WWE 2K, which features Bad Bunny, all right? All right. So there, I'm, I'm going big, not big enough dirt to stay up, but big dirt in general, because uh, he's right. always rep, repping WWE, and I love that. Excellent job out of you, Joey. Uh, Want to tell your fans that you'll talk to them next week? Go ahead, and we'll try and get back to doing the live stream. I got to figure a few things out on my end. Yeah, we'll get that fixed, but I uh, appreciate you guys sticking with us this week, and we'll see you next week. Today's show brought to us by Bet Online. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us. We love wrestling. We'll talk to you on It's Still Real to Me next week.